0: Welcome to episode seven of season two of Armchair Donkeys. Today we welcome back former Colorado Buffaloes quarterback Adam Bledsoe and first timer to the show, our starting fullback Brandon Drum, the Alaskan assassin who once scored 11 touchdowns in three quarters of a high school football game in the great state of Alaska, where in 2002 Sports Illustrated ranked him the 17th greatest athlete in the history of the state behind Carlos Boozer. Trajan Langdon and some of the greatest dog mushers the world has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Drum, how have the Lions been treating you this year? Oh,
1: well, the more I, I, I watch this show, I guess the better my uh, my bet has been. So, uh, But I uh, appreciate you having me on here, Bo. And uh, great to see you, Adam.
2: Yeah, you too, man. I look forward to catching up after this.
0: So last season, Adam, you told us an incredible story about riding to the hospital uh, with your brother, Drew. After that shot, he took against the New York Jets' Mo Lewis, which was the injury that ignited Tom Brady's career. For those of you who want to hear that story, it's in episode eight of last season on our YouTube channel. Uh, last week, Bobby mentioned that I was getting out of my lane a little bit as I went east of the Rocky Mountains to cover the Jayhawks versus the Horn Frogs, Adam. And you were the one that tipped me off to Kansas three weeks ago. And thanks to that tip, I've won a little bit of cash. So thanks for coming back on the show. Uh, how have the Lions been treating you uh, this this year uh, so far, Bledsoe?
2: I'm not doing that great. You know, I kind of – I like to bet home underdogs. And I'm just a little over 500 this year. seems like the odds maker has been doing a really good job. And so, uh, I don't know, it's kind of that point in the season where they start getting really – you know – really accurate on their on their point spreads and so uh to kind of move away from the uh the home dog play and see if I can pick some winners out there
0: yeah I gotta admit after a four-week hot streak the horseshoe fell out of my ass last week and it all started on my UNLV pick over San Jose State last Friday night and looking back at my breakdown on that game you know our first rule of this thing is don't ever bet with your heart and I was pulling for a futures bet I took UNLV plus 5,000 beginning of the season, and uh, they they were down two of their best offensive players. I knew it, and I still try to talk myself into it. Uh, this San Jose State football team is a really good team, and uh, I think they're going to do some big things this year. All right, Bledsoe, let's kick things off in Norman, Oklahoma, where the Kansas Jayhawks are getting nine points. The over-under in this game is 62-and-a-half.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't really don't understand uh, this point spread. I think it's an error. Um, Oklahoma, you know, they got blanked against Texas last week. It's the first time they've been shut out in decades. Um, and you've got a Jayhawks team who's, you know, really been phenomenal. There's no other way to put it. I think they're ranked number 19 now. they have undefeated until they lost by one one touchdown to TCU. who's one of the best teams in the land. Um, you know, TCU is a team that beat Oklahoma 55 to 24. Uh, a few weeks ago, and the Jayhawks were neck and neck with them. Right went right down to the fourth fourth quarter to the final bell, and uh, you know they're without their quarterback Jalen Daniels, who I think was probably a uh, going to be in the Heisman conversation if he didn't have to miss a couple games. I think he's out one more week. But the guy that got backing him up, this kid named Jason Bean, who. Uh, He's a redshirt senior. He was their starter last year. Before that, he was a starter at North Texas. It's not like they have some amateur hour coming in. You've got um, a talented quarterback. Um, I like Kansas all day long in this game.
0: Drum, Any thoughts yeah, on this one? Um,
1: yeah, I agree. I mean, I uh, Oklahoma's been down, I mean, big time this year. They're not the same Oklahoma team that we've seen in the past. Kansas uh, hasn't been winning in the past, and they're finally winning. So I think they're going to ride that wave and and, uh, definitely cover. And uh, I like the Jayhawks big time in this game, for sure.
0: So uh, one thing to take note of in this game is OU uh, should be getting their quarterback. Dylan Gabriel uh, was knocked out of the TCU game, and he missed the Texas game with a concussion last week. That should be a huge get back in the game for them. That said, I, I agree with both you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm under-impressed by this OU team this year. And, Adam, like you said, KU, even with a backup, but a backup that's got a lot of experience, who looked great last weekend. Yep. I, think, I think Kansas has a good chance to win this game. Uh, I like taking the nine points on the road this one. All right, Trump, uh, take us to Rocky Top, where the Tennessee Volunteers are getting seven at home against Alabama. The over under in this game is 66
1: and a half. Yeah, um, man, SEC football. Um, Tennessee's been impressive to me this year, big time um, to me. And, and I just looked online here before we got on. It was eight and a half. Uh, the latest line on that, that game. Uh, and, I, and I don't know quite why it's gone up even more uh i'm leaning more towards tennessee but really to me it's going to determine uh if uh bryce young is going to be starting or not right so he's a game time decision uh it's a tough game to bet in my opinion uh because it's so last minute and they're going to decide right before the the flip there um eight and a half uh i like tennessee to be honest with you if especially if he's not playing if he's playing it's it's right where it needs to be in my opinion um you know uh hypo those got tennessee playing lights out i love this tennessee squad i know they're hungry um you know it's it's at tennessee and so um i'm gonna take i would take tennessee especially if, if bryce young's not playing if, if he is playing then uh then i'd probably take the points Glad so. yeah i agree
2: i mean whether bryce young plays or not um you know i met that guy once he is really, really small, shockingly small. Like, small where you're, you wouldn't believe that he's a Division One football player, much less a Heisman Trophy winner and quarterback for Alabama. He's a tiny little guy, but he's a great player. But anytime you have turmoil like that, you know, whether he plays or not, he probably didn't get all the reps he needed this week in practice. There's questions. It's a distraction. So I, I'm with Drum on that. I like Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I don't think this Alabama team is, is as dominant as they have been in years past, largely in part uh, due to the fact that everyone can play the NIL game now, which they've been sleeping under the rug for a long time there. So even if Bryce Young does play, uh, you have to wonder how effective he's going to be with that A.C. joint. Um, Joey Joey mentioned on the show last week that he had an A.C. joint. I had an A.C. joint injury. Those, those things are not fun. Um, no. Everybody's had one.
2: If you play football, you get that, man. And it's it's not structurally, you know, super important, but it's very painful.
0: Especially throwing the ball down the field. I like the Vols. Uh, If you if you say they're getting eight and a half now, drum. I I mean, I I love that. That's more than a touchdown. So uh, I'm with you there. All right, guys, let's go to Rice Eccles Stadium where USC is a three and a half point dog against Utah. The over/under in this game is 65. So here's what I'm seeing in this game. This Utah team is not the same team defensively that they were a year ago. Uh, The losses of Devin Lloyd and Neffy Sewell defensively to the NFL uh, have proven to be big ones, especially against mobile quarterbacks, which USC has. DTR for UCLA had a field day last weekend, and they struggled with Anthony Richardson uh, at Florida as well. Now, on the other side of the ball, I think Cameron Rising for Utah is a winner but so is Caleb Williams, and that USC offense is just a little bit more dynamic. USC has struggled against the solid pass rush this season, and although Utah will have the edge at home with what will likely be a rowdy crowd, they only had two sacks against UCLA, and they were blanked in that category against Florida. Last weekend against Washington State, USC also made some changes to their offensive line. Midway through that game, and we saw an uptick in their offensive production after uh, that; those changes were made. I like USC plus three and a half for this, in this one. And as a better, you gotta love the value on the money line at plus 135 for them to win the game in, in, a, in a game that I really think is a coin flip. Um, and I really think it's gonna come down to whoever wins this game is probably gonna be the team that wins the turnover battle. Uh, Drum, you got any thoughts on this one?
1: I mean, I like USC ever since the first couple games, actually, after I saw the transfer and how those guys meshed with the rest of their teammates and Caleb Williams. I, I love USC. Um, Utah hasn't been as dominant like you mentioned. Um, I mean, yeah, I think USC is going to win the game. Um, I think, I, in my opinion, I think it's them and UCLA on a crash course for Southern cows you know, for, at the end of the year. Uh, if if UCLA can get past Oregon this week, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, I love Kyle Whittingham, but I just don't think they're as dominant this year for whatever reason. Um, like you said, I think part of it's their defense not is not as dominant, and they and their prolific offense isn't that prolific to me. So um, yeah, I, I like USC to win. Uh, I definitely I definitely take them in in, in the bet for sure.
0: Adam.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And
2: I think that the kind of the fly in the ointment is the Washington State team who has a better secondary than people give them credit for. You know, they they went into Wisconsin. They barely beat Idaho at home to start the season. Like, I mean, it came right down to the wire. They looked awful. And then the next week they go into Wisconsin, beat Wisconsin at home. And, uh, you know, their secondary is as good as any secondary in the country right now. So I think the fact that SC didn't blow them out, is kind of throwing this line off a little bit I like SC see all day long
0: all right bled so uh, take us to east lansing where the wisconsin badgers are seven and a half point favorites uh, against michigan state the over under in this game is 49 and a half
2: yeah so wisconsin you know they lost their coach paul christ um who was you know players coach everybody loved him i know a couple players on this team and and uh, everybody was broken up about it and then they go the next week, following that kind of devastating news, they go into Northwestern and just beat the tar out of them. Uh, Graham Burtz had six touchdowns going into that game. He threw for five in that game. Uh, they've got this uh, kid called Chimery DK, uh, who I think might end up being a bullet cup finalist at wide receiver. Um, they, had, they were getting first downs, marching the ball down the field, long drives. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, you've got a really struggling Michigan State team uh, four, coming off four straight losses. Uh, really not losing, except for Ohio State, not losing to anybody really notable. Um, I think it's going to come down to O line versus D line matchup. I got this. I got some notes here. The Wisconsin O line goes six seven three ten, six six three seventeen, six six three seventeen, six four three thirteen, and six eight three fifteen. Wow. I think they might be the largest offensive line in the country, even including SEC schools. Um, so I think it's going to come down to who can win that battle. Uh, Wisconsin has the Mo right now. Um, they're playing better. They kind of rallied, you know, circled the wagons after they lost their coach that everybody loved. And I, I like Wisconsin this game. Drum, I, like Wisconsin, this? I like Wisconsin to cover seven and a half.
0: Drum, you got any thoughts on this one? I haven't been following
1: those two teams very much just because they've been in the cellar d- dweller this year. Um, it's true, you know. Uh, yeah, so I don't. I, I don't. I haven't been following those two teams, so I don't know much about them. I, I, if with, I was betting. I take. I take Wisconsin
0: though. I, I'm. I'm with you on that drum. I don't know enough about these two teams, but seven and a half does seem like a lot to me to be given up at home. Uh, but I'll probably stay away let's go to Fort Worth Texas drum where TCU is a four-point favorite at home against uh the Oklahoma State Cowboys the over under in this game is 68 and a half
1: yeah I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this thing just like every big 12 game um you know Sonny Dykes has done a great job since he's taken over that job uh he's really got those guys you know to buy in they've been playing they got a lot of athletes over there it's kind of funny I Took my son last year, um, and we randomly uh, got into a TCU practice uh, media day, or, or they were doing a recruiting uh, recruiting practice where they had all the recruits there. They got some dudes, man. Uh, that team is full of Texas dudes, man, and uh, they were impressive in practice. I was I was anxious to see how good they'd be this year on the field. And they've been just as good as as what they were advertised in the, in that practice. And uh, I don't know a ton about Oklahoma State. I know Gundy's got those guys playing great every year. It seems like they got a Blitnikoff, uh candidate every year. Uh, they're awesome at home. It is at TCU, so that's that's the reason why I like those guys at at home. Uh, I know it's not known for a great crowd, but I know that place can get raucous. And, uh, you know, I, I also like TCU because they run, they run the ball a lot better than Oklahoma State. Uh, I think it's something like they, they're they rushing for like 230 yards a game compared to like 140 for Oklahoma State. I think that's going to be the difference. Uh, I, I like TCU to win. I'm not sure if they're going to win by more than four. It's going to be a shootout. I think it's whoever's got the ball last is going to win the game. Uh, but, uh, I definitely like TCU in the money line.
0: What, so?
2: Yeah, that's a game I'm going to want to watch. I mean, nobody's playing better football than TCU right now. Um, you know, they're winning on the road. They're winning, you know, come back from behind. Um, there's a good chance that, you know, they could be in the, in the tournament by the end of the season. Nobody's playing better than them right now.
0: Yeah, I think 68 and a half is a ton of points. Um... TCU and Oklahoma State have played some decent defense at times. I'm taking the under in this one, and I like the pokes plus four on the road. All right, guys, let's go to everyone's favorite conference, the Mountain West Conference, where San Jose State is an eight-and-a-half point favorite in Fresno late Saturday night. The over-under in this game is 47-and-a-half. So San Jose State's my new favorite to win the Mountain West Conference. I think they have a chance to run the table against a favorable schedule and finish the season with only one loss. They looked great last week against a banged-up UNLV squad and will be playing against a banged-up Fresno State team this weekend who is missing both their best player on offense in starting quarterback Jake Hayner and their best uh, player on defense in safety, Evan Williams. Chevin Cordero for San Jose State looked better than I have ever seen him look last week. They also have three transfer wide receivers from Nevada who are all playing really well. In addition, they have the best defense in the conference, giving up an average of only 14 points per game. Brent Brennan has done a phenomenal job in the transfer portal and has this uh, Spartans team on track to have a big season. I like them to win this game by double digits in Fresno this weekend. Drum, you got any thoughts on this one in the Mountain West on uh, late Saturday night?
1: i i haven't been following mountain west as much as you that's for sure um you know i i i think that san jose state has got a great squad i listened to you last week and and um and, and they're playing at a high level man they they, they killed you did you take your did you, take your, sec- did you but, take
0: your nlv with, on my advice no but i was listening and then i
1: watched to see how accurate and how good you really were and, uh, i'm glad i didn't listen to you with my money um. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they killed UNOD, and I don't know much about UNOD, and who was out and who wasn't, but um, San Jose State looks like legit, like a like a legit uh, Mountain West, you know, champion at this point. But uh, obviously, they, they got to win every game here, and and uh, but yeah, if I if I mean, I'm gonna leave it up to you, but San Jose State looks like the team to beat.
0: What so?
2: Yeah, I'm not, I haven't been following it closely either. But I love what San Jose State's been doing the last couple of years. they they've built a uh, you know a winning culture, and that uh, culture goes a long ways, as we've seen with our Colorado Buffaloes. You know, you can go. You have good culture, you win. If you don't, you don't. And so, uh, I, beyond that, I, I like San Jose
0: State. All right, Adam, take us to the NFL. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are getting two and a half points at home against the Arizona Cardinals. The over under in this game is 50 and a
2: half. Yeah, my, my line said 51 and a half. But um, this is one of those lines I don't really understand. Uh, Arizona is not playing well. Um, they still don't have their maybe their best player in DeAndre Hopkins, um, and now they have injury problems. They're out both the running backs and their center which is really kind of, you know, centers the quarterback of the offensive line. And so they're coming into a really hostile environment in Seattle. Um, you know, Seattle is missing Tyler Lockett, but DK had a great game last, last game. Uh, Geno Smith, even though they lost, a heartbreaker to the Saints right at the end. Uh, Taysom Hill got him. Geno Smith's playing better than people give him credit for right now. He has more yards than, than Aaron Rodgers, more yards than Derek Carr, more than Tua, more than Trevor Lawrence. He has more touchdown, as many touchdown passes as Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert. He has more touchdown passes than Tom Brady. Um, You know, Seattle's just one of those teams that's right on the cusp of being great. Um, And Arizona seems like they're going the wrong direction. So I like uh, Seattle to cover two and a half at home, and I like the under. Both teams are struggling to get in the end zone. Um, So uh, my bet would be Seattle uh, plus two and a half.
0: Drum, Seahawks are your squad. Any thoughts on this one?
1: They've been out playing um, more than I thought they'd be doing this year so far, and I've been very impressed with the Seahawks. Uh, their defense has been getting gashed, though. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on which which um, Arizona team shows up. I try not to bet on the teams that I love, you know, uh, and I stay away because um, it's you know, homer picks. So I I would stay
0: away on this one, but uh, go Seahawks. Uh, the The Cardinals have been unimpressive this year. Geno Smith has played well. My boy Shane Waldron has been dominating the offensive play calling for the Hawks, but they haven't played anybody. And this Cardinals team is undefeated on the road. Arizona has the better defense and all the money is on Seattle to win. I like Arizona minus one thirty-seven on the road in this game on the money line. Nice, All right, we'll see it. We'll see how it goes. I got a
2: bounce. Can I? Okay. Can I cut out? Of, sorry, guys. I, I yeah, gotta, no. Uh,
0: no sweat. Gotta time. Thanks I got go to go jack
2: some the, golf balls out in the woods.
0: Go get it, brother. All right. Thanks, see you guys. Nice All right. Thinking, buddy. Take care. All right, Drum. It's just you and me closing this thing out, buddy. Yes, sir. Okay, let's go to our Kansas City, where the Bills are two and a half point favorite against the Chiefs. The over-under in this game is 53 and a half. What do you think your boy EB's got dialed up this weekend?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a barn burner, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be uh obviously a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. Two great teams. Probably gonna be another rematch this year, to be honest with you, the way they've been playing uh some of the two hottest teams in football uh it's at it's in kansas city so i'm going to give them advantage on that uh it seems like buffalo uh josh allen kind of is relying to do it all to be honest with you as far as passing and i think he's leading the team in rushing um kansas city's got a little bit more of a balanced uh attack offensively um I think it's going to come down to turnovers and and kind of who's got the ball last again on this game too. Uh, It's going to be a high scoring affair. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I would take the underdogs Kansas city at home Um, and have a little bit of a homer pick because EB is our coach. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at on it. I'm not sure on the over under, I, you know, it's going to depend. It looks like it's going to be a nice day there. Weather-wise, shouldn't be a factor. Uh, it's really just going to come over to come down to turnovers and who can who can score seven instead of three. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I, I would say I'm going to take Kansas City plus two and a half uh, over the Bills.
0: I like where your head's at. I think this game's a coin toss. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm not going to touch it, but if I was going to touch it. Uh, I'd probably either take the points or take the, the value on the money line. At like It's probably like plus 120 or plus 115 or something along those lines because I think it's going to be a great game, a heck of a game to watch. All right, I'm going to close this out in Englewood Drum where the Chargers are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Denver Broncos. The over-under in this game is 45-and-a-half. Um, I'm going to give all you listeners out there a little tip. Information is key to betting football and the best place to get information on both college and NFL games is the action sports betting app pay for the 29, pay the 29 99 a month for the pro report. Uh, Since I have uh, downloaded that app and started looking at their information, I've drastically improved my sports betting. It gives you information on guys that are injured guys that aren't playing It tells you where the money's bet. And um, I don't know if you saw the article on Dan Snyder um, having dirt on the rest of the NFL. You know, I think if you watch this league, it's not that hard to figure out what that dirt might be. 97% of the money is on the under 45 and a half in this game. If that holds up, I'm hammering the over. Uh, You got any thoughts on this game, Drum? Chargers? Broncos?
1: Russell Wilson, man. Uh, I mean... I, I hope that guy starts playing um, because they gave a lot for that guy. But um, Chargers have been playing so much better football than the Broncos. It's hard, hard. It would be hard to take the Broncos, uh, especially with the Chargers at home. Um, but NFL is so hard to bet, man, to be honest with you. It, it, they got those things, those lines so accurate. Um, but, yeah, if I was going to bet this, this game, I would take the Chargers. Um, but yeah, I appreciate the information on that app. I'm going to have to download that app. I, I, my, my work season and my, uh, coaching is going to be ending here this week. And so I'm going to have to start betting a little bit more, get my, Uh, get my mind
0: on it, especially during bowl season with everybody. I mean, the thing that's great about that app during bowl season is it's tough to find information on who's not playing in games. Um, especially with a lot of guys that are resting now for you know, because they don't want to, they don't want to get hurt and ruin their NFL draft status. I think last year, I'd never seen a bowl season like that where, where most, a lot of these games, these bowl games, were just meaningless to the players and kids just didn't play. And then you had other teams where all their guys were playing. It was really easy pickings. And you know, I, I owe a lot of, uh, I, I got more than my money's worth on that app last year during bowl season because of it. Well, that's all the time we have for you guys today. Uh, thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a solid and hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes and follow us on Instagram at armchair donkeys to catch our plays in real time drum. Uh, good luck this weekend. If you end up playing any games and, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know we had a little, uh, last minute cancellation with Bob and, and we pulled you off of the yard. Um, and off of your equipment out there in, in Alaska to, to come on board. So, so thanks for doing that.
1: Yeah, thanks, Bo, man. It's uh, my pleasure to be on the show, and uh, I'm glad you had me on here.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll do it again next time. We'll give you a little bit more time. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right, buddy. Take thanks. Bye bye.